Welcome to the Smoky Acres Podcast. I'm not your host, Charlie Hardwig. <laughs> Welcome. You're listening to the Smoky Acres Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie, and this is the podcast about my imperfect journey to a homestead lifestyle and lowering my environmental footprint. I forgot it there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so today I have Kyle on here with me, as you just heard, and... I just wanted to chat about the time we decided it was a good idea to move into a camper with three dogs for the summer. Yeah. I still I still stand by it that it was a good idea. It was a good idea. It was definitely interesting, to say yes, the least. Definitely. But we were just talking about what year was it that we... I think it was 2016 or 2017. Couple of summers ago, I don't know what year is it now. <laughs> well, we've been in this place for two years now, Mm-mm. a year and a half now, <laughs> and then we were in the uh, prior place at least a year and a half. Yeah. And then it was like the summer before that. I don't know. Who cares? Okay. Anyways, it was one summer. Well, yeah, I think it would have been 2017 because we started dating in 2016, mm-hmm. and then. We, in the fall, and then we, I moved into the duplex you were living in Mm -hmm. come that January when your roommate moved out. So I moved in in January, and then come springtime, as things were starting to thaw, you randomly asked me if I would live in a camper. For the summer. Well, yeah, and I I didn't even get the idea until uh, my friend Marcy asked, like, told me we could put up a camper at their place and live there for the summer. And I was like, well, that sounds pretty fun. We went and bought a camper. What were you thinking though, like, when you asked me about living in a camper? Because you said you asked me pretty casually; it wasn't like yeah. a serious conversation. I you're just trying to gauge like what I felt about it, or I honestly, I, I was kind of thinking you were gonna say no, and almost sort of hoping you were gonna say no because I thought it was kind of a bad idea to begin with. <laughs> but then you said yes, so I thought we might as well make the best of it and. Mm-hmm. And so then you kind of started the pursuit of finding a camper. Yeah, which wasn't an enjoyable process. I hate going and like looking at things from Facebook or Craigslist. It's right. always uncomfortable. Well, and we were looking for something bigger because we, at this point, we did have the three dogs. Yeah. So we needed something with a little bit of space. Yep. So we bought a 31-foot... Dutchman camper with a 12 foot slide out. Oh my gosh, it was a monster. It was huge. It was it was roughly 350 square feet, which I think was probably about as big as our apartment. Let's pause for Jasper scratching. <laughs> All right, you done? Good job, buddy. So how many campers did you look at before deciding on this one? Was this the only one you looked at? Maybe one. Because I I had messaged probably 20 different people about campers. And they were selling so fast, I could not even 
get to look at one. It was the first one I got to look at, and it didn't suck, so I was just like, let's do it. I know we've talked about this, but, like, I personally wouldn't have bought this camper. My first impression of it wasn't the greatest. But yeah, you had a good but feel. But for our price range. For our price range and everything, too. You're like, this is the best we're going to get. And I'm like, all right, well, we better buy it. And it came with its load of issues. <laughs> Boy, did it. Because I think my initial thought was like, hmm, it doesn't smell that great in here. <laughs> I don't like, notice things like that. You're like, I think it smells just fine. I'm like, okay. I mean, a 20-year-old a camper, mm-hmm. you kind of expect to smell a little musty. So Right. So in my mind, that was no nothing different, you know. Right. And so... Bought the camper. You kind of had to buy a new truck to go with it, too. Like, trade in your truck so that we could pull it. Or had you already I, I traded s- in? No, I had, the, I had the GMC Sierra at the time, Mm-mm. which was technically big enough to, to tow that dry, but it was really hard on the truck, and then I had to trade in that truck... To get the Tundra. To get the Tundra soon after, because mm-hmm. I... <laughs> Had a number of problems with that (laughs) Sierra. The good thing is, is we really weren't, like, pulling it around all that much. We brought it to Marcy and Brian's property and parked it there, got it all set up. Um, Which, we can talk about, too, how awesome it is for Marcy and Brian to just be like, Yeah, come park your camper. Take Uh up our lawn with your camper for a whole summer. Use our water. Use our electricity. Every time we tried to, like, give them money, they refused. Uh-huh. Eat our chicken's eggs. Oh, when we're gone, feel free to use the shower and Yeah, everything. you can't... You can't meet better people than Marcy and Brian. That's that's just a fact. Yeah, for real. I mean, it was just, like, overly generous. And we were friends with them, but, like, weren't... I wasn't, like, close with them at that point. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, since then, we've all become, like, super good friends. And they're gonna yeah. be in our wedding... Yeah, they're they're both my grooms groomsmen and grooms-women. Mm-hmm. So, it's just really cool. And, I mean, you met Marcy just camping randomly. Yeah. With your family. She just happened to be at the campsite, like, next to you guys. Mm-hmm. Which, how random is that? Is you, like, meet someone camping at, was it Patterson State Park? I think so, yeah. And or Amnicon, one of the two. Meet someone camping, and then all of a sudden we're living on their land. Yep. And then they're going to be in our wedding. It's uh-huh. very bizarre. But yeah, so that was really cool of them. And we're super thankful. And I feel like we've been trying to make it up for them. <laughs> make yeah. it up to them for years now. So we parked it on their land. And right off the bat, we had issues with water. Yeah. You know more about that, though. So do you want to kind of discuss the issue with the water? Yep. Um. So I needed a pressure regular regulator which i didn't know which is my fault for not looking it up but i needed a pressure regulator didn't have one ran hose water directly through the system and blew a couple of hoses oh Um, i didn't know it was your fault oh yeah i don't (laughs) think i told you because i was embarrassed um (laughs) so uh i got a pressure regulator like two months into it and replaced the hoses and we had running water. It was this, cold water, but it was water. So two months into it, we moved in in what, May? 
Yeah, I think so. So two months into it, we're now towards the end of July. Uh-huh. We finally have running water. So it was two months of no running water, which it makes you really thankful to have running water now. And yeah. also you realize how much water you use when you have just like a five gallon jug that you're using for everything. Mm-hmm. You're like, really, you're like, dang, it takes a lot of water to wash dishes. Yeah, it does. And it's a massive pain in the butt if you have to pour the water with one hand mm-hmm. while trying to scrub with the other. It's not, <laughs> yeah, or like you can't really them do off. it. Well, and so on the nice days too, do you remember I would use a plastic tote Put all our dirty dishes in there, uh-huh. bring them out into Mercy and Brian's yard, and wash them with the hose and, yeah. like, clean them out in the yard. It was so much easier. <laughs> it really was, but it just is kind of ridiculous to be, like, in a yard cleaning your dishes. Yeah. These days, at least. Yeah. What are other things that... I'm trying to think of other things that we had to do in order to prepare to live in a camper. Well, we had to get a storage unit. Right, because we store, like, a lot of our bigger things, any furniture that we had, like the bed frame. Yep. Um, We had a lot of stuff packed into that little storage unit. In hindsight, we probably should have just got rid of a bunch of it, because most of that stuff we've gotten rid of since then. Yeah. We should have just got rid of more. But we also would have needed a storage unit anyways, because I have, like, a box of keepsakes from my childhood, and we have art and those kinds of things that... Plus, I, like, cut my wardrobe down in, like, probably I had, like, a fourth of what my wardrobe is. That needed to happen anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we both, I think we both got rid of probably about half of our clothes at least. Mm -hmm. And obviously, like, I didn't want to get rid of everything, so I stored stuff too. Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't taking any winter clothes with me into the camper. Mm -hmm. There was, I mean takes up a lot of space to store big sweaters for summer months you know yeah so it was just mostly summer clothes and like a couple of sweatshirts and stuff Mm -hmm. but yeah I really had to pick and choose like what I wanted to wear and it's not like you could just think oh I'm living on a camper camping I'm just gonna wear my camp clothes or whatever because we were both still working yeah so we still had jobs that we had to think about and think about looking acceptable at our jobs yeah so especially too since we were showering less yes. so like looking nicer mattered much, more much much less <laughs> much much less <laughs> yeah we uh we got a gym membership so we didn't always have to use marcy and brian's mm-hmm. um shower um we were also working out i think a little bit yeah some once or twice yeah <laughs> well was that when <laughs> to I, make was, it I was still it. working at anytime fitness at that point oh yeah so we weren't even like I think you, I was paying for mine. Yeah, you got a gym membership, but I already worked there. So yeah. I could, like, go early to work and shower beforehand and just get ready there. Mm-hmm. And was I still working at Blackwoods at that time, too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I oftentimes went between the two jobs, so I could shower at work. Yeah, I think one of the one of the nights you came home from Blackwoods to the camper, you had, like, spilled ketchup all over yourself. Oh my gosh. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, doing laundry wasn't as easy too. That was a nightmare because they had um, this ketchup thing and they're like those big bags, plastic bags of ketchup and you had to try to like shove it in this small container that was like smaller than the bag. Mm-hmm. And you also had to try to like open it up at the same time and the bag just com- 
one of them wasn't like fully coming out to like fill the ketchup's bottles. Mm-hmm. So I went to go fix it, and when I took the bag out, it completely ripped in half, and I was completely covered head to toe in ketchup, and I just stood there with this bag, like, can someone grab me, like, a bucket or uh-huh. something? People are just walking by me. And I still had a couple tables, like, I was doing my, like, cleanup work for the night, but I still had a couple tables. I was waiting for them to finish up their checks, and I was like, someone needs to go grab my checks and, like, pay all my tables uh-huh. for me, because I cannot go out there like this. <laughs> I think I had ketchup in my shoes for like the rest of the time that I work there. Yeah. <laughs> um, you should touch on the uh, the washing machine. <laughs> oh yeah, my laundry, my laundry system. Yeah. Because my mom actually bought that from me. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't even remember what it was called. I'll have to look it up or something. And but. It was this... How big do you think it was? It held Probably a couple like gallons, right? 18 inches around. Yeah, it's like the cylinder and it had this screw on top. Mm-hmm. And you put your laundry in there. And I think it said it could hold one pound of laundry. Yeah. Um, so it was really good for like underwear. It's a fun way to measure laundry. Yeah, one, one pound. pound. <laughs> um, Everyone knows what that is. But basically, it was really good for underwear, socks, sports bras, the t-shirts. Things, yeah, the things we went through the most. Yeah, the yeah the things you cycle through the most. Things like jeans and sweatshirts and stuff. You could wash like one pair of jeans in there if you really wanted to, but mm-hmm. that's really like all it would fit, so it wasn't worth your time or effort. Mm-hmm. So for those things and things like our sheets and towels, I brought to the laundromat. Yeah, smaller things like underwear, socks, things that you're cycling through so I could space out my trips to the laundromat. It was really handy. It was one of the best things I think I bought for living in the camper. Yeah. And if we're going to do something like that ever again, I would get that thing back from my mom. (laughs) Yes. Um, So you would just put your laundry in there and you would add water and you do a quick rinse Mm-hmm. There was like a little drain spout on the bottom, so then you so then you would drain it from the bottom, and then you would put more water in, add your soap, and you did like a couple cycles with that, where you like spin it for like a minute or something like that. I think it was like two or three minutes. Yeah, well, each part of it was a different amount of time or something oh, like that. Yeah. And then you would run it through a couple rinse cycles, so you would drain the water let most of the soap out, add more until all the soap was gone. Mm-hmm. And then you would just have to wring out all your clothes and like hang them up on a line or I had like that little thing with the clips to hang things up yep. too. So it was super handy and it only took like five minutes to do a load of laundry yeah. too. And honestly, I think it things got cleaner in there than, than they do in a modern washing machine. Oh yeah, there's plenty of times that I run things through our washing machine here, and it's like a newer, nice washing machine. We bought yeah, it when we moved like here. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. Higher end. There's so many times though that I take like a t-shirt where there's like spilt food on it or whatever. I take it out of the washing machine, and that food is still there. Like That's it doesn't crazy. even address it half the time, yeah. and then it makes you question like, how clean are my clothes actually? Yeah. You know, like do they they smell nice, but are they actually clean? Especially like mine. Like I use the hell out of my clothes, and <laughs> oh, like yesterday working in the hot sun, I went through three t-shirts real fast, <laughs> which is not something I wanted to admit publicly, but I, you know, it's 
I mean, it's, it's the reality it too. It was also like ninety-ish degrees here, <laughs> uh-huh. and it's so humid. It's incredibly humid outside. You walk outside, you're just like sticky immediately. Mm-hmm. And when I am like kind of sticky walking outside, you're immediately sweating. Yeah. And it's just like your body. <clears throat> yeah. So there's nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> but yeah, so that washing machine though, it was really nice. It was a quick way to do laundry. I feel like it also uses less water, you use less soap, mm-hmm. and things got cleaner. Uh, if I had the time, I would probably hand wash a lot of our laundry, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, so that was one of the nicer things, one of the nicer changes. Um, not having running water, though, was really difficult. I think the most difficult part was with dishes. Yeah. Um, but then just drinking water, too. I feel like you almost monitor how much water you're taking in, mm-hmm. which isn't always the great in the like the greatest thing in the middle of summer when you need to be consuming more water because of heat and sweating and all yeah. of that. It was nice though we had we had air conditioning in mm-hmm. the camper. That's something we don't even have in our house now. And it was it worked really well. It cooled down really yeah. well in there. I'm, it did use a lot of power though. Sorry, Marcy and Brian. <laughs> I am thankful that it did have an AC. Yeah. Because at least here in our house where there isn't air conditioning we can run fans really like fans our um our basement stays really cold too and it's pretty well insulated so like if we have the blinds or like the shades or what are these curtains they're curtains if we have the curtains closed our main level stays cooler than Mm -hmm. it is outside yeah quite a bit mm -hmm. so that part is really nice in a camper that thing just heats up like a little oven yeah what is it, 77 in here right now? So. Yeah, it's still it's pretty warm. But. Gotta be probably 80. It's probably at least 10 degrees warmer outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but that camper would have been miserable if yeah. we didn't have air conditioning. So, yeah, that was really nice, but I really feel like we owe Marcy and Brian a lot of money. <laughs> After yes. having, like,. Ian here with his bus this summer too you realize like how much power something like that can use yep because his bus which was smaller than our camper used a lot of electricity yeah but I suppose you could say we kind of paid it forward (laughs) yeah and he was here in the winter and we were there in the summer so it was Mm -hmm. you know not not quite as bad but yeah definitely not not cheap for them I'm sure oh the other big change because the refrigerator in that camper was a built-in refrigerator not just like a mini fridge that was in there so we Mm -hmm. could just put in we ended up putting in a mini fridge eventually i think or something like that but we no actually we didn't (laughs) was that not until later on we only used the cooler i thought we got one like at the very end no because um the the uh, power kept tripping oh right so we couldn't put one in Right, so we didn't have a refrigerator, and we couldn't just easily replace that refrigerator because it was completely built in and needed like a whole new part that was going to be ridiculously expensive. Um, But you had an Arctic cooler, or an Mm -hmm. RTIC, like I used to call it. Uh But, or was that, that's you that called it that. No, it was you. It was you. (laughs) I don't even remember. (laughs) But yeah, so we did not have a refrigerator. 
but obviously like we still have to eat food and keep things refrigerated Mm -hmm. so you had an arctic cooler which is kind of like a yeti cooler but not as much money and just as good of quality basically and we used that for the three-ish months that we lived in that camper. And it would we only had to get ice like once a week. Yeah. That thing we saved our it, life. Opening it constantly. Yeah, multiple times a day to get food. Mm-hmm. Kept condiments in there and butter and milk and all sorts of stuff. Yep. Eggs and... Yeah, it was amazing how little ice we actually went through for living out of a cooler Mm -hmm. if you look at like just the other weekend when we had that other cooler out here um whatever one of my friends brought or whatever the ice was melted a few hours into the day granted it was super hot outside yeah but we like once a week every week and a half two weeks something like that we'd have to go grab some more ice for a cooler I think the hard part about living out a cooler is when things do melt, it makes any sort of cardboard or anything you have in there soggy. Mm-hmm. That's kind of annoying. You have to make sure certain things are sealed up yeah. right. You have to stuff. make sure like meats and stuff aren't at the bottom of the cooler because right in like paper or something. If like you know blood gets in the mm-hmm. in the water, all your food is gonna go bad. It's gonna get gross. So. Right, so there are more precautions, and we definitely, like, did not stock up on food. Mm -hmm. It was, like, not that we're, like, super stocked up on food here, but you can, like, keep things in the fridge and the freezer way more, like, we have a freezer full of things, Mm -hmm. and we didn't have that there, Um, but we didn't have that there, so we just (laughs) had to keep less food and grocery shop a little bit more often, but I think we had brats for, like... (laughs) <laughs> Almost every single meal. Like, like, like brats and eggs was like all that we ate the whole time yeah. we were out there. Yep. Yeah. And, and being in a small space with a Kyle who eats lots of eggs is probably not that enjoyable. No, no. Especially Jasper's. A, he's a stinky dog, too. He gets it from his dad. <laughs> Speaking of dogs, I think that was another challenge as well. Mm-hmm. And we maybe could have lived in a smaller space if it wasn't for the dogs. Mm-hmm. We had oh, yeah. three of them. We definitely could have lived in a smaller space. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, like, we had three dogs. We mm-hmm. had Nico, and she's small. She doesn't take up much space. And Jasper's a small dog, too, but he's, like, 45 pounds and has lots of energy and needs room to move around. Mm-hmm. And then we had Kirk, who... He was probably about 60. Yeah, like 60. 55 pounds. Yeah, about 60 pounds, and... He needed his own, like, crate in there, yeah. too. And a bigger crate that was, like, comfortable for him. And then when he started having more health issues, that was definitely a really big challenge. Mm-hmm. He started having seizures while we were living in the yeah. camper. And then we ended up getting a an outdoor kennel so that he could at least be outside during mm-hmm. during the hot days and not have him sitting inside a, right. a camper baking alive. So that yeah. was... That was another thing Marcy and Brian let us do is put up a kennel. Yeah, an outdoor kennel. Although that one time one of their chickens... So, Kirk, he was also deaf, so he couldn't, like, hear things. Uh And so you'd have to be looking at something to know that it was there. And one time he, like, ran outside. He was running around. Kyle grabbed him, put him into his outdoor kennel area, Mm -hmm. and he... Kirk is standing there looking at you, and then you notice their favorite chicken 
Like, their prized chicken is standing behind him in the uh-huh. chicken coop. And Kirk was not good with chickens. Like, if it was Jasper yeah. or Nika, like, even Nika will run after a chicken, but she's not going to, like, kill a chicken. Yeah. And Jasper doesn't even notice that we have chickens here. I don't, yeah, I don't think he He sees doesn't know what a animals. chicken is. <laughs> he only cares about people. <laughs> um, but Kirk had a couple incidents with some chickens mm-hmm. where they lost a few feathers, luckily. Yeah, I caught him just in time. Luckily, he didn't Mouthful kill any chickens. I would have felt terrible. Uh-huh. But all of a sudden, their prized chicken is standing behind him, and we had to like try to distract him while I think you ran in there and grabbed him while I kept him occupied. Uh huh. That was a heart pounding. Yeah, yeah. Sugar almost died that day. Yeah. It was a cool, and you could tell like Sugar the chicken was like it knew <laughs> that it was in grave danger. <laughs> I've never seen wider eyes on a chicken in my life. It was just holding real still and just staring at me like, help. (laughs) Help me. Help me. (laughs) The poor thing. It probably had a minor heart attack. But we we got it out and Mm -hmm. (laughs) saved it. But yeah, I think that was, Kirk was a really big challenge about living in a camper. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he did start having seizures. Mm-hmm. And I remember when he had his first seizure, or like one of the first ones we really noticed in the middle of the night. And yeah. it was terrifying. You're out in the middle of nowhere. We're like far away from everything. He's having a seizure. It's the middle of the night. And they're scary to witness. Mm-hmm. And you can't really interfere because he is a dog. You don't want to get bit or hurt. Yeah. And he was a little bit more of an aggressive dog, too. And very, very powerful jaws you know right like when we well when you first got kirk one of the reasons you got him is in the uh, rough start rescue Mm -hmm. the foster home they're saying he does not get along with any people Mm -hmm. superhuman aggressive but and so they're like it's probably going to be a while before you can barely approach him touch him or anything and you were meeting him for the first time when he ran up to you and Uh like licked your face and was like just happy to see you they were like pretty nervous and i could tell like he was just he he liked me right away and we were just buddies you know right and i mean at that point like how do you not get that dog right I was I was basically going to as long as he didn't like rip my face off. So, on the other hand, I couldn't touch him at all for the first month. Yeah. And then after a month, I could put one hand on him, and it was about another two months before he let me pet him with two hands. Yeah. And I couldn't touch his head. Yeah. <laughs> he like, was we- he was weird. I mean, he bit my sister, you know, and she, he was she was just like walking by him, and she like mm-hmm. he like nipped her. And, and it's it's hard because we have, like, big hearts when it comes to animals, so we want to see the best in the animal. And we know that it's because he wasn't, he was young, but he was also, like, born on the streets, mm-hmm. and he obviously had some issues with, like, overbreeding, mm-hmm. which, like, when I talked to that one trainer, they were talking about overbreeding and the how that's toxic why... Toxic white gene. Yeah, that's why... Yeah. Um, pretty relatable to nowadays. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, that's probably why he was deaf and aggressive. Mm-hmm. And then later on after, because he started getting really aggressive towards our dogs later on living in the camper. And we had to make the decision that it was not safe 
to have him living with us and we also didn't have all the tools to help him and make sure he was on the proper medications i mean we didn't have a lot of money at this point or anything to we didn't have any money at the time Mm -hmm. so we made the decision to have the previous foster family take him back and then he developed like a skin condition and something else. A couple other things, yeah. That all required medicines. That I'm, I mean, we made the right decision yeah. doing that because we they wouldn't were, have been able to do that yeah, for him. Yeah, they, they were well equipped to take care of him. And I get updates every once in a while on him. And it's good to see. he He's doing really well. He's got, like, a favorite stuffed animal and some, <laughs> some dog buddies that he plays with a lot. And... So I think it's really good. And he has, he plays with dogs that are bigger than him, which I think is mm-hmm. important for him. Yeah, so. definitely. I'm trying to think of a couple of other things that we had going on while we were living in a camper. I think... Oh, do you remember the time that... Were we sleeping and we woke up to those horses? Or oh, yes. were we just hanging out in the camper at night? No, it was, it was early morning. It was probably like 6 a.m. Um, and the dogs started barking. <laughs> oh, right. And growling out the windows. So, you know, I I can't see without contacts or glasses. Right, you're super so I look, blind. I look out the window and I just see this big brown blob and I'm like, oh my God, this bear. <laughs> Which obviously, we don't have any grizzly bears around here. Right, and it was much bigger than a black uh-huh. bear. But Marcy and Brian's neighbors across the street had two horses. Mm-hmm. What kind of horses? I think they were Clydesdales. They were huge. They were really big. Big horses. And uh, sometimes they would get out. So so I went out there in my robe and there's these two giant horses out there. And all I had was a dog leash. So I hooked one of them up hoping the other one would follow and it and it did. And uh, I led I led them back home. <laughs> Yeah, because they'd get out <laughs> in a robe. and run down, and they were, like, eating stuff in Marcy and Brian's yard, but mm-hmm. it was super bizarre to just, like, wake up and you have two giant horses. I mean, they were right outside the window. Yeah, like moose-sized like, horses. Yeah, right outside your bedroom window, and it's just like, whoa, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is that? And then they also pooped all over their driveway, so Which... that was... How about the time when you went to annual training... And it's kind of like a night like tonight, like where it's, you maybe can hear the thunder, but it's about to start storming here pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And we had a super stormy few days mm-hmm. while you were at your, was annual training two weeks? At your two weeks of annual training. Yeah. And you just thought it was so ridiculous when you got home. Yeah, real problem solver this one. <laughs> <laughs> but it was storming and what do you call that like the little vent is that yeah, what it, it was is a, just, just a, a roof vent a roof vent but it happened to be above our bed mm-hmm. that started leaking because it was raining so hard and i was just trying to think of a solution from the inside out which later on we discussed i could have just put the, a bin or something over the top of the vent which would have yeah. solved my problem a lot easier uh-huh. instead of just trying to hold the water in and so I just started taking, like, basically my bag of bags, like plastic bags, and started cutting them up <laughs> and using duct tape and, ma- no, masking tape. Masking tape. Masking tape. Very strong tape, that stuff. 
and started taping plastic bags over the vent and just it started expanding uh-huh. so that it would hold it. And as it rained, it was filling with water. Yeah. And it'd start leaking out the sides when it would get full. So I would add more bags to it. And pretty soon I had probably about half the ceiling mm-hmm. covered in cut up like super one bags yeah. holding about five or so inches of water. Yeah, I came home and I was like, what in the hell is going on here? <laughs> like, what went through your mind? <laughs> what went through my mind is it was raining really hard and it was nighttime and raining and I didn't want to climb on the roof either in like the mm-hmm. rain while I'm there by myself. Like Marcy and Brian were also in Italy, right? Yep. Was that the same time they were in Italy? So I was there by myself, not knowing what to do. And it was still leaking. So at night I cuddled with a tub to catch the water yeah i have faith that uh 2020 charlie would be able to solve that problem no problem absolutely i feel like problem no problem (laughs) i feel like i would am a much better problem solver Mm -hmm. i also knew i'm like okay kyle's gonna be home like this next week and he'll take care of it i relied on you much more yeah like i still rely on you for certain things or i know like oh he'll take care of that now I try a lot harder to like do things myself, I think, before being like, Kyle, will you fix that? Kyle, will you do that? I'm like, sometimes I'm mad because I have to ask you for help. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I am trying so hard to do this thing and I just cannot do it. Yeah. <laughs> and so I definitely think I would solve that problem much better. I hope so. Also, you like learn from experience. So now yeah. I know Super One bags aren't great for a leaking roof. No. So No, definitely not. <laughs> and then maybe we should just touch on why like why we decided to leave the camper. Well, it was getting really cold. Right. Early in the mornings. Um, it dropped down to forty degrees a couple of times in like mid September. And at this point too we had water, so then you worry about your pipes freezing. Yeah. Um yeah, and the humidity were... was really bad. Yep, we had like frost on the inside all mm-hmm. over, and yeah, frost know. on the inside of the windows, and then during the day things started to get really damp. Like our mattress started to just feel damp all the time. Yeah, and the dishes. You remember, I'd wash a couple dishes, and I would just set them on the counter to dry, mm-hmm. and some of them would have a little bit of mold on them when we get home from work. Yeah. Which is so disgusting. Yeah, things you don't expect to happen. Mm-hmm. And we had those like moisture pack things Mm -hmm. all throughout the camper and they would fill up almost immediately yeah and those were like they were just too wasteful to keep buying and and using so yeah so i just got to a point where we're like we need to get out of here Mm -hmm. and started looking for places to live and there wasn't like anywhere to rent do you remember how hard of a time we had trying to find a rental place yeah actually we were pretty dang lucky because the place we found was pretty reasonable mm-hmm. for for lakeside and and was available right you like drove by it and you're like you should go look at it today before someone finds it mm-hmm. and we had to jump on it basically right away because yeah. everything was going because it was about the same time that college students were coming back to town yep so it was just an un- unfortunate timing in our a plan originally was to be able to like start building a house and everything mm-hmm. too and 
We just can make that happen yeah. fast enough. Yep. And I, I think, like, luckily it was, like, maybe a month after most college students got mm-hmm. back. So it was, like, okay timing for for that kind of right. property. But Plus, it would have been a little bit out of a college student's budget. Right. And not really close to the campus or anything. Yeah. But, yeah, we basically had to get out of there... Just because of weather. If we were living anywhere other than, like, Minnesota, we could have stayed in the camper Mm -hmm. longer. But, I mean, the Minnesota summer season is really short. I mean, I feel like that summer went by so fast. Yeah, it did. All of a sudden, we're like, wow, we've been in here for three months. Like, we're comfortable, and this is working. And it was working really well, and it was was very comfortable. I'm just going to ask you a few questions. Okay. About the whole experience, and then we'll wrap this up. When we decided to move into camper, we had only been dating for six months at this point. Mm-hmm. Not even just dating for six months, but known each other for six months. Yeah. Were you nervous about how it would affect our relationship, and were you surprised, or did it meet your expectations? I was. I was definitely happy with, like, how we fared during this. Um, But I, you know, the way I kind of see relationships, you know, if they're, if they're going to work, you'll figure it out, you know? Um, And if it's not meant to be, then things aren't meant to be. So it's, you know, it's, it's kind of, uh, it was kind of like a a win-win, you know, if, Mm -hmm. if it worked awesome and good on us for being able to make it work in a camper six months into dating. Basically... For the first time, like, living together. We hadn't really lived in a duplex together that long. Maybe a couple couple months. months. Yeah. So it was, like, our first living together experience. My thought was, okay, if we can live together in a camper with three dogs without running water, I think we could probably live in a home together. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) With, like, rooms, you know? (laughs) Separate bedrooms. Where I don't have to wash my hair and... Oh, wow. That's a... Where I don't have to, like, wash my hair in freezing cold water in a bathtub and, like, shower with wet wipes. Yeah. And remember when you first moved into the to the apartment, we had separate bedrooms. Yeah, we did so have that separate you bedrooms. kind of separate yourself if you needed to. Yeah. I think that was a really good yeah. choice. I have my own room that I decorated myself, and I have my own bed in there and everything, and... Like, I mostly just slept in your bedroom, but mm-hmm. we had our own separate spaces, so we didn't have to combine any of our things right away. Yeah. We're more just, like, roommates, but yeah, we're dating. Yeah, I think it was, a, a, like, a good way to ease into living with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or me. Or you, yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can be a handful. <laughs> wow, it is just coming down right now. Yeah. That's cool. I love storms. Okay, a couple more questions. Okay. What was your favorite part about living in a camper? My favorite part was just, like, having everything right there, you know? Like, everything we needed was super close, and... Living minimally, too? Yeah, like you know, mean? like, you, you realize all all the extraneous things you use every day that that you don't really need to survive... Like, almost everything in this room? Yeah, literally everything in this room. And, like, the the little, like, 
campfire area we had in the back Mm -hmm. with some string lights and stuff and like the bird feeders we had hanging out like it was like everything we needed in that one little space if you were gonna do it again how would you do it would you what would you do differently um i would go smaller obviously yeah um, not as and big i of a would camper. yeah um i like the idea of a pull behind camper but i you know what it's just not as mobile and not as easy to to move around set up and tear down basically yeah. like that part is difficult mm-hmm. that's why we don't take the camper we have now out and about as often because it's a pain in the butt to set up mm-hmm what about like the setup? Like, would you change anything about that? Is there anything you're like, wow, I really want to do this again so I can try this thing? Well, I mean, there were a lot of things that we didn't need in that camper. We didn't need extra bunk beds, which it had. We didn't need a full-size bathroom, which it had. We also didn't need a couch. Right. <laughs> there was a big-ass couch in this camper. Um, we didn't need like a a cordoned off bedroom which we also had you know Mm -hmm. there there were lots of things we didn't need in that in that camper so basically if you did it again you want something smaller more concise something smaller almost like like down to the bare minimum single room obviously Mm -hmm. and well we were looking at sprinter vans as mm -hmm. like maybe the next thing that we want to try so that makes sense yeah i just like for me personally i'm really happy that we did that really early on in our relationship because Mm -hmm. it tested a lot of things and it made me super confident in our ability to like work together at things and rely on each other but in a healthy way where we also had to really do things on our own yeah and to problem solve like you can't really fight and walk away from each other in a camper not that we're big fighters you have to you have to communicate because the furthest you can get away is like 20 feet and (laughs) you know it's just and getting comfortable with each other's smelly habits too like oh yeah tooting around each other (laughs) or just like body odor or Uh those kinds of things you know you get to know someone's habits really easily when you're living that close so i'm really happy that we did it and it makes me excited to try new things like that in the future yeah i think like some of the uncomfortable things that you go through end up being some of the favorite parts of your life Mm -hmm. so yeah i can't wait to do it again well thanks for letting me record our conversation for the podcast thanks for drinking a beer with me (laughs) let's go sit outside and watch the rain let's do it all right you can check out the instagram to see photos of the time when kyle and i lived in the camper Make sure that you subscribe to Smoky Acres podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you are listening. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, I would also really appreciate you dropping a review in there for me. And thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your night, everyone.